We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two weeks left in the baseball season, and we are talking all kinds of fancy stuff, trying to get you some help on this final two weeks, these tough final two weeks. All coming up next in the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you please rate and view the podcast, if you listen to us all year, we'd really appreciate that. Jeff, uh, it's another uh, another football Sunday where we uh, we have to talk. We got to you know kind of power through and get our fab in and all that. And uh, we got a lot of good baseball races here. But how are you tonight? Doing well. Uh, yeah, a lot of great baseball races. You know, I, I have some great races, including one where you and I are one two in a league. Uh, yeah. Uh, that I, it's, it's fun that that became a pretty good sweat, uh, a pretty good sweat. Uh, and then, you know, uh, a couple other leagues that are fun. I wish my main event teams were a sweat, but that's okay. Uh, but it's fun to have a dog in the race with the reds. Uh, even, uh, even when it's painful on a day like today where they lose and everybody else wins, uh, it's seemingly there. Uh, but yeah, it, it hanging on every day, every pitch it's, it's wild, especially in the national league where there's so many. Yeah, there's so many teams are still in it. Yeah, main event-wise, I have a couple of middling teams. We've talked about a bunch, but I have one team that uh, is in second place right now. I looked at it today, can gain like seven points down the stretch. If things go well, it could get me close to first, but it's like everything has to go pretty well, but like seven actual attainable points, not like, you know, catching 12 home runs, but like catching up three home runs or right. I went through all the categories today. I'm almost dead last in stolen bases in the whole thing, but like I can't, the person behind me can't catch me. I can't catch the person in front of me, so I'm just giving up. Uh, I finally... Uh, I'm fully going, not even worried about stolen bases, trying to get other categories, but it's, uh, it's wild. You got names. We don't normally talk about names. We didn't draft about names. We didn't think about that are, that are really important down the stretch. It's September baseball is different, but uh, fun in its own way and frustrating in its own way too. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, the thing is there have been, you know, all, all season long, we've been talking about how hard it is to acquire saves. Well, there have been some attainable saves lately. Um, and that's made a difference. Uh, yeah, and that in that main event, I picked up Ryan Helsey last week. Three save week. I mean, that it was it was that was massive. Oh yeah, huge, huge week there. And you know, he 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 was cut in so many different leagues that you know it's just it's it was a little bonus for us there. Uh, that that one that's been big for us. Uh, you know, just I'm looking in uh, Yahoo friends and family that we're in together there, and uh, that that's uh one where I, I've been able to kind of scrounge around a little bit. I I held Helsley all along. That was 
something where uh where i've been able to sneak in we do we do have an il il slot there we're two of them so that that helps a lot in holding helsley yes yeah Yeah. it it certainly does uh and yeah he 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 got one today alex lang was in he's out he's in he's out as the closer he's back in and he's been you know that was a fun little pickup tanner scott has been a great human being for the month of September. He has been, um, he's been, he's been as valuable as, as a player in the, in the month of September for, for in fantasy. He's had saves. He had an inning and two thirds win. He he's been on fire. Pete Fairbanks blew one today, but he's been great in another yeah. league that I'm in. It's just, it's, it's finding those he little a, heroes. He, he blew a, he blew a big one today though. Yeah, he did. He they did. went Tampa Bay win that game. They're back. I know they clinched the playoffs, but they would have been back tied with Baltimore with two weeks left. Now they're two back. Uh, I'm really rooting for Baltimore. I really like that team. They are they are a lot of fun. Um, another walk off win today. They they uh, after dropping Friday's game, they won uh, they won Saturday and Sunday. That's a it's been a fun uh, fun little race. Both those teams are easily in the playoffs, but the at least has still been fun with those two teams. Absolutely, uh, really really fun watching them play uh, go. Uh, I I got to give Fairbanks credit you know, a little bit of grace though because oh yeah he's he asked me to get he's a two great. inning yeah. save. Yeah. Um, through 39 pitches so that that's you know go pick up robert stevenson for the next save opportunity perhaps jeff uh, i already got him i already got him all right i figure you did uh he's been, really, he's been really good for like a month and a half he's been really i know that he got a save this week too but the the ratios and strikeouts have been really nice you know the rays do this every year they they find these relievers robert stevenson freely available to the whole world yep um I, was it the nats that cut him I, or was the pirates that cut him it was the pirates that cut the pirates. You you could use a guy like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Sean Armstrong available everywhere. Uh, you know, at the at the beginning of the season, he's been amazing for them. He, he also blew it today too. But point is, he's been he's been so good all along. He had a .80 WHIP and a .76 ERA this year coming into this game. Um, this is. You know, Jake Diekman has been so much better with the Rays than the White Sox. Go figure. But they do this all the time. And, and, you know, Kevin Kelly, another guy, no profile at all. And they, they just, they turn these guys into something. Robert Stevenson in the second half, 20 innings, 1.35 ERA, 0.94 average against with a 47.8% strikeout rate and a 4% walk rate. Like that is a bonkers set of, as, as good as a reliever and set of 20 innings can get. It's just insanely good. That's something I didn't. I can interest you in. Yeah. Um. It, I I just been throwing him. I'm like I'm mean, either that or pick too. up a terrible reliever. I'm like you know just give me the good innings, give me the strikeouts, and I'm just gonna move on and hope I steal a save or win and just kind of I've been playing him a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we talked about the at least the AL West is wild too. It's uh, it seemed like uh, when we talked last week maybe Houston was gonna run away with it and mm-hmm. and but uh, you know then Texas got a little bit hot and they got swept over the weekend. Then Mariners got swept over the weekend. So they both lost over the weekend. Uh, the Astros are the only team in the AL West who does not have at least a three-game losing streak, which is pretty amazing. Um, they're up a game and a half on Texas, two and a half on Seattle. Uh, and the wild part about this is like none of the all three of those teams like they're not guaranteed to be in the playoffs too. One of those teams, uh, you know, could be out. There's there's three teams in the AL wild card fighting uh, those whoever two in the West are not in first, and then the Blue Jays all within one and a half games of each other. It's it's a mess there too. And you know you could you could slip out of the AL West and not make the playoffs at all. Exactly, exactly, um, and. And that's happened. Like to like every team except for the Astros has done that. Um, and then the Astros, they lost like two in a row to the A's. They lost over the weekend to the Royals, at least I think in one game, maybe two. Uh, I mean, that's it was A's and Royals week. The same thing that the Blue Jays feasted on the week before. Um, it, it's just wild to see that. It's uh, it's too bad the Padres couldn't have A's week more often. They might still be in this thing. 
Yeah, no kidding. They no pounded kidding. the they pounded the crap out of Oakland this weekend. That was uh, that was uh, that was ugly. They smoked them. Uh, Juan Soto went crazy today. Uh, funny comment in the chat. Someone thinks that uh, we should let Deion Sanders run the Rockies on the side. I, it'd be hard to uh, hard to be uh, hard to be much worse than what the Rockies do. And I, I think that Deion could probably turn them around too. Uh, you mentioned the NL uh, wild card. Uh, the Cubs got the Cubs got swept this weekend by the Diamondbacks. Yeah, head to head action here. Mm-hmm. They lost five games in a row. I think we talked every two weeks ago. We're like. Well, the Phillies and Cubs are in, and you know it's that last spot for four teams, but right. not anymore. The Cubs are tied with the Marlins for the third spot. The Diamondbacks are a half game ahead of that. Reds are a half game behind. Giants are two back. They finally won a game today. Um, it is five teams for two spots and wide freaking open. Yep, and everybody takes turns playing very well for a couple of weeks and yep. then playing horribly for a couple of weeks. Uh, our Reds included on that. I mean, our Reds... You know, the funny thing is, I've I complained a lot about them not adding pitching at the deadline. And I still will. But it's their offense that's really been the thing that in the last month and a half that hasn't been good. I mean, Ellie's in a massive slump. Uh, they were missing uh, Jonathan India for a long time. It turns out they were actually missing him. They were missing Fraley for a long time. And I don't think he's all the way back. I thought their lineups are weird early the part of this week. Like, I don't know. Uh, CES was like just sitting for even against a lefty. He's sat. Going he's actually full platoon now. Uh, I guess, but it was even like a lefty. He sat and it was like, he's playing well. And then over the weekend, he had a, he had a home run stolen base yesterday mm-hmm. and a couple, I think he had a couple hits today. I had two hits today and another home run. Like, I don't know if I feel of that lineup with all the guys they have that are out. I think he's just be playing. The Reds are going full giants with their lineups, right? Like they really are. Yeah. Um, don't go full giants. I mean, uh, <laughs> never go full giants. Yeah. I, you have to, I get it. Uh, but like they got Bader and Renfro to be on the bad side of a platoon. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And it's one of those things, like I guess they, they kind of were out there and like, we might as well claim them for free. So it's hard to really blame them, but yeah, they're really crowded right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, do you have a, who do you, if you got, we got two weeks left, who's going to win? Uh, who's going to get those two spots in the NL? If you had to pick it right now. I still think it's I'm the taking, Cubs. I'm taking, I'm taking Miami for sure. Okay. I like, the, I literally like the way, I really like the way Miami's playing right now. Um, got some good young pitching. Jazz is back. Home runs or grand slams are back to back days. Jorge Soler's back today. Um, I think Miami's going to get in. Yeah, they had that inning against the Braves yesterday, where it was a five five game, and all of a sudden it was eleven five, and it yeah. was like, you know, Berger hit one out, and they just erupted in the dugout. You just love that feeling. I mean, but yeah, and, they, uh, and the, they, the fact I mean, is, they they, they, they swept, swept the they Braves. Swept, yeah, swept the Braves this weekend, and I tell you what, Jake Berger's been an incredible deadline pickup. Yeah, he has. I got to say, the timing on facing the Braves was pretty good. Uh, it, was. it was right after they had clinched, um, yep. and then Acuna was banged up. Yeah, But Acuna doesn't pitch, and they were pounding yep. the Braves pitchers. Um, so that that's something, uh, you know, and, and the Braves, I mean, Max Fried got a little banged up. Uh, you know, they, they're they not full-on concern level of the Dodgers, for instance, with their pitching, but it's there. I like how, though, we, you know, we you – know, we worry so much about the Dodgers pitching and they go into Seattle and sweep them. Yeah, of course. It just, it's amazing. Like, I know we talked about their pitching and I worry about the playoffs, but man, they just, they just know how to win baseball games. It's crazy. They And they sat everybody today. They sat, they sat bets. They sat Freeman's that Muncie kind of get everybody a Sunday off. And they still, they still beat Seattle. Who's you know, a team in the playoff mix. It's not like they're beating the A's. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, they just, they just know how to win. It's, it's wild. They just know how to, they just know how to win games. I don't know how in the playoffs it'll work. Um, you know, cause you need, you need pitching in the playoffs and then they got like, as they're hurt, but yep. I don't know, I, I would never count them out or, or pick against them. I just think, uh, I think they're just so tough. Yeah, they are. They are. They really are. I, I think there is an organizational culture 
Um, yeah. I, and I think that's one thing. Dave Roberts might not be the best tactical ma- uh, manager. I really think he gets the human side of managing. I, I do too. There are times where he does stuff like in bullpen wise. I'm like, really? Is that what we're doing here? But yeah, I think you're right. I think in terms of like getting guys playing hard and kind of working that clubhouse with a lot of big names and stars, I think he does a really good job at that. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, and it helps when your stars, like, you know, your, your star is Mookie who doesn't have, you know, well, here, I'll play out of position. I'll do that. Fine. No problem. I'll go. I'll do. I'll, you want me to play second? No problem. You want me to play short? No problem. Yeah. You know, you'll just do that. I mean, <laughs> What a great start. And Freddie Freeman's super, super classy too. Yeah. Um, you start with that um, and everybody kind of follows in line, you know, and that, that, that works out pretty well. Yeah. We both, we both live here and we also obviously root for other teams. So it's hard to be a Dodger fan, but it's hard. To, it's hard to not like this, this group right now. They're, yeah. they're a fun really team like for, the they're to watch. Yeah. I, I tend I find myself late games at West coast. I always just, uh, I always flip on the Dodgers and, you know, I love Mookie's one of my favorite players. So it's uh they're a fun team. I will root for them in the playoffs for sure. I wanted to hate them because of like the six years I couldn't watch them. Yeah. Um, and well, and I grew up hating them because they we were in the same division as the big red machine. Um, so. Kirk, Kirk Gibson, Jeff. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. I grew, I, I'm I grew not up a Tommy Lasorda fan. Having a massive grudge. <laughs> Steve Garvey is not my padre. I mean, there's all sorts of things there. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into the fantasy week. We got two weeks left. Uh, you know, obviously uh, a lot of leagues. We talk about this in April. A lot of these come down to a couple runs or a couple of home runs. A couple of mm-hmm. Make sure that uh, make sure you're grinding more than anything. Make sure you're checking every lineup and every that kind of stuff. But let's look at week 26. Um, still a pretty big week. We've got a lot of teams with seven games in the AL. We got the A's, Guardians, Tigers, and Orioles. In the NL, we got the Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Phillies, Mets, and Nats. We do a five-game uh, team this week. Uh, the Diamondbacks off their sweep of the Cubs have five games, two against the Giants, three in New York against the Yankees. Uh, Yankees, Diamondbacks, kind of a fun series for a uh, you know late in the season. The Yankees are quietly uh, quietly playing really hard, playing really well. They're above 500 now. Uh, their youth movement has been, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything, but their youth movement has been kind of fun, made them much more watchable these last few weeks than they were the, the month prior. Yeah, I was seeing like chatter on Twitter, I think from John Boy and maybe others like, hey, they got six games left against the Jays, you know? <laughs> yeah. Give me a sweat. And then the Jays won on a walk off today or a walk off win today. And then the uh, Yanks got beat. So that kind of yeah. quelled that talk a little bit. Yeah. Suddenly they're six and a half out of uh, the third wild card spot. They're not going to quite get there, but you didn't credit. They've, uh, those, mm-hmm. those guys have played, they're played really hard this last month. They have not, uh, they're not giving in. They're back over 500. And uh, yeah, like I said, they're, they've got some, they got some fights. Too bad Jason Dominguez got hurt because he was like, right in the middle of that too. It's, Gross. It sucked. You think, uh, you think John, John Carlos Stanton can get over 200 for the season or by the end of the year or no? Uh, what's he sitting at? I don't have him anyway. He's 193. I mean, he could. Yeah, get really hot though. When you're that low, it doesn't take much to push you over. Sure, but when you're that low over um, 95 games, it's probably pretty hard to hit 260 over two weeks. That's probably true. <laughs> 193 like that's it's it's kind of quiet how terrible he's been this year yeah it has and i mean the home runs are there you know when he's actually healthy but uh, i i i watched a bunch of his at bats it seems like he's just guessing he's just i think he's trying to get a, a mistake to hit early and then he sw- ends up swinging a slider away on third on strike three it's uh it's been a tough uh tough watch he uh, had two more strikeouts today down to 193 um I don't know what they I get, do. You just keep playing them, right? Like, I don't know what you do next year with him and all that kind of stuff. Well, I wonder, did have injuries taken their toll? Is it kind of one of those scenarios there where, you know, he all he, his bats just that much slower and it gives him a big, he's already a big guy, big strike zone, a lot of holes. Um, 
does that maybe kind of just make that a lot more exploitable as the book out on him? And as long as you hit your spots, you're good. It could be, except then you look and like they have the like top ten fast or highest exit velos in the whole season. He has like seven or eight of them. Well, yeah. So maybe he's just guessing the I, right. I think he's, spot, I think he's so. guessing too. Yeah. You know, he signed for four more years and then a club option in 2028. Yeah, but everybody praised the Yankees when he when they did it, and it's probably self included. You know, um, hey, they're they're getting their guys at all. But yeah, I mean, he, he can't, you know, I he can't really run well a whole lot. He can't really play the outfield. I don't he can't really run at all. It's weird watching him run. I think I think they've pretty much told him don't run hard because he gets hurt. But I mean, that's a mm-hmm. that's a problem there too. Um, What's Rizzo's contract like? Is he is he done after this year or uh, they read? Did they re-up I thought them? he was a. I'm trying to remember. I'll look at it right now. Um, yeah, I thought I'm looking. Great radio here. I could uh, look as well, but while we're doing that, but you know, because he's obviously he is. Uh, he signed for 2024, then a club option in 2025. Okay, so again, I mean, <laughs> they've got all these kids coming up, but they still have like these bad contracts uh, that yeah. are going to last a while. Um, yeah, I mean they they got they got they shed Donaldson, which was a which is a big one. I wonder uh, what they'll do with some of these other guys. I mean, well, they, they didn't got, really shed it. I mean, they just cut him. I mean, they just cut. Him. I mean, they got they just they just yeah they got rid of the player. I guess I should say when I when I mean that. But yeah, well, um, they're still on the hook for a couple more years on DJ Lemayhew. Yeah, that's uh, a tough one too because he's just kind of just a guy at thirty four right now. Because he signed a six year deal in twenty twenty one. Yeah, you got like, you got a really you got a good contract. I mean, think about that. That means he's through twenty twenty six. That's three more years of this. Ugh. <laughs> it's not great. They don't have a lot of guys signed for next year, but the ones they do are like all, they have six guys over 15 million and they have four guys over 27 million. Yeah. Well, and it, it's when you're the Yankees, when you're in New York, really hard to rebuild, you know, uh, to, to just only because of the tolerance for rebuilding and yeah. especially, well, and I mean, they had to resign judge because we saw what their offense was without judge. Yep. But when you re-sign Judge, that that pre that that kind of preempts any sort of rebuilding. You just can't do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they. It may be a fascinating team next year because they will have these old guys, they'll have all these young guys they want to play, and then you've got to figure they sign a couple guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody's like, oh, they're going to have six young guys in the lineup next year, and I think that uh, I think that might be you know may, they may try and make that two or three and kind of see who's the best. But uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. They have a lot of good young players. You wonder if maybe they move a couple, try and get a veteran guy. It'll be a, it'll be a pretty interesting offseason for uh, for New York. Um, good offensive schedule this week. Uh, the Braves and Dodgers were the top the top couple there, but obviously there's none of those guys are really available. But uh, if you could sneak some A's in your lineup, Jeff, it might be a week. Uh, might be a week to play Oakland offense. They have three against Seattle to start the week, which is always tough. Um, so they got they face uh, they face uh, Brian Wu, Castillo, and Kirby. Uh, but then the end of the week they get four against Detroit. Uh, they might be a sneaky decent uh, decent play this week. Yeah, uh, I mean it depends on which Detroit though, right? I mean they they. Detroit's actually got some arms that are interesting. They do. They do face uh, Scooble, which is uh, which is tough in there. But uh, yeah, they they get they get three Detroit lefties, so maybe like a Brent Rooker week. Brent Rooker quietly, I think he has twenty six home runs now. I don't know when that happened, but uh, I thought they were all in early, April. Think, yeah, right? most of them in April. But he's he's kind of picked it up lately. Um, yeah, it might be a decent week for A's. Uh, the Brewers are really nice this week. Four against the Cardinals, who obviously are just playing out the stretch, and three against uh, Miami. Uh, pretty good setup for the Brewers too. Yeah, I mean, and, and Oakland misses Reese Olson, um, and, yep. and uh, but they do get Gibson Long, who was yeah, like a strikeout machine. Might be a uh, might be a uh, a segue to the Fab coming up here in a little bit. Might, might be. We might might, we be. Talk, might talk about some Gibson, some Sawyer Gibson Long. That's a great name, by the way. It is. It's a really good name. 
Um, best six gamer. Uh, if you can pick up any Padres, I don't know how deep your league is. Uh, Padres have a great setup. They play uh, three against Colorado and then three against uh, St. Louis. So of all the six gamers, uh, they are definitely the best one. I, I love that setup for San Diego. I think it might be a big week for Padres offense. It's a little Garrett Cooper time. Yeah, I wish there was someone besides Garrett Cooper I could pick up. Well, I'm just yeah. thinking like who the confluence of available and might be able to help a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Luis Camposano, uh, catchers playing a uh, playing a bunch. Uh, he was available. I saw a couple leagues available. Twelve teamers okay. definitely available. Sure, fifteen teamers he probably picked up last week. Um, Trent Grisham was kind of the name that came to mind. Uh, he'll kill your batting average, but someone I think they face. Uh, they face a slew of righties, if I remember it uh, right. Uh, and he played. Uh, yeah, they get two righties against Colorado, and then I think they get uh, a couple righties over the over the weekend against St. Louis too, which is a, a good setup. Maybe uh, yeah, two righties against St. Louis too. So maybe some Trent Grisham. Obviously, not picking up any of the studs, but Jerks and Profar is back for them playing at first base. They should play mm-hmm. more than Garrett Cooper right now, so he's a he'd be a decent add there. Um, I looked at Matthew Batten there, but uh, didn't really see a lot that I liked. Yeah, it was Matt Matthew missing. But uh, <laughs> I like uh, Timothy Tunks uh, instead of pro far anti anti far. I like that. Well played. Yeah, but the bottom half of the lineup is guys that are probably pretty available in leagues, and that you're kind of looking for anything at this point. And I like their schedule. Um, after the top six, you can you can pretty get pretty much get it going there. Uh, but let's, uh, let's jump into fab. Uh, what did you do on offense this week? I, it was actually weird. There was actually a, a lot of interesting names on offense. I, especially in the outfield, I had a, a long list of names. Uh, mine started off with an old, uh, an old friend, someone who was only 30% roster in the main event. Uh, Chris Bryant is back. Uh, they, uh, had a good week this week, uh, in cores and then they go on the road this week, but the last week of the season, they're home all week. So it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a double play. Like, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's probably playable this week, uh, even on the road, but the next week. Uh, they get to, I think they get seven games this week, four against the Dodgers who probably aren't playing, don't care, and probably not uh, throwing anybody deep, get a lot of bullpen arms there. Then three against Minnesota in the year. You know, Minnesota probably won't be playing for anything at that point, too. Um, it's it's a pretty good setup for for Rockies hitters down the, down the stretch, especially this final week. So I grab Bryant now. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I can see it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a shame you don't get – you miss out on the cores week, but – uh, Yeah, I wish I wish I did it last week, but he, he came back. And I uh, – yeah, he hasn't done a lot. Um, again, you're just looking for live bodies, and I, I just figure maybe I play him this week, but I would definitely play him next week. He gets to f- he faces Waka, Snell, Lugo. I don't like that. Nope. Uh, H- Hendricks, Wicks, Assad. I can live with that. I can live with that too. I probably I probably sit him against the Padres and play him against the Cubs. Yeah, seems seems about right. I mean, and who knows? I mean, beggars can't be choosers sometimes at this time of season too, though. It's true. I mean, there's a, you got, you got guys that are banged up. You got guys, any guys on good teams are going to be sitting a bunch too. We saw, like we mentioned all the Dodgers sat today. I got like Brian Dela Cruz is banged up and Kirsten Yelich is a, is a, is a troubling one. He came back on Friday. I'm like, all right, he's back. Uh, I put him in the lineup and then he, 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 I think he left early on Friday and then didn't play Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how much we see of him down the stretch, to be honest. I agree. Um, yeah. And the Brewers, I mean, They've got the division essentially locked up, right? Yeah, they're so, six and a half up with what 13, 12 games left. Like they do have right. a lot of head to head against the Cubs, but it would take like an epic sweep by the Cubs for that to matter. Yeah, Milwaukee would really have to melt down to get that even close by the last weekend. So I just think that uh, you know they're not going to catch the Dodgers or the Braves for like record or home field or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they realize they probably can't win without Yelich being really good. I can't make a run without him. I just I think they do everything they can to get him as right as possible for two weeks from now. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I went into I went into Fab uh, figuring I wasn't going to play him. I thought about dropping him too, but I didn't. Um, you know, maybe he'll get healthy and play last week. But I don't 
I don't think he'd be a horrible drop right now, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Sorry, I looked up at my TV scene and Scott stopped, saw Brandon Staley doing a press conference. And I had to laugh because they just the Chargers are just an abomination. Oh, so I there's never up. there's never been a team that's lost that many close games all year, every year, year after year. It's just it's in their DNA, right? It's impossible though. It's different players, different coaches. It's the same thing every freaking year. It's wild. Yeah. Um uh, I think they score. Uh, Jeff Feinberg was tweeting this out. I think uh, he, was, a first he was probably game. he was probably real happy. Yeah, he, he he's yeah he was uh, th- he was really happy. Uh, they they've scored like over fifty points, zero turnovers, and are zero and two. Like the only team in history. Like <laughs> there's one other stat in there. You can you, you know it's you track him down. He's he's a good follow. But yeah, he he's not happy right now. I mean, how yeah. is that defense so bad? Uh, just I don't, I, I, every time I looked up, Tannehill was beating him on a deep ball. And then I looked up and Tannehill made a mistake. I'm like, oh, they finally won the game. Then I look back up and Tannehill's driving. And it was just, it was, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Traylon Burks is running all by himself. But anyway, segue. Sorry, I just saw Brandon say on the screen. I had to laugh. Um, other offensive players. Uh, what'd you do with uh, with Heston Churchstad in uh, in Baltimore? Got the call up, hit a home run on. Uh, I think it was Friday night. They hit the home run. They play a bunch of righties this week. So the chance he might play, I think they play, they might play seven righties, six, either six or seven righties this week. Um, did you do anything on Kirstad getting the call up, uh, coming off a, a pretty darn good year in the minors? He's got uh, 21 home runs and hitting over 300 and across double A AA and triple A. Yeah, he's an interesting case because he missed so much time after he got drafted. He seems like he's an old prospect. And he, I mean, yeah. he is, you know, but in part because he missed two years basically due to injury. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get him yet. Still, still have a pl- couple of chances to do so. Scarf, uh, scarf. In fact, I got to remind me. Fifteen minutes to the deadline, there. Better get on it. But uh, you know, my eighth place team. You know, it, it needs it needs a little shot in the arm. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, he actually gets seven righties this week. So you got to figure he plays a decent amount. I mean, they they have a lot of guys, but he is a lefty. He's. I mean, you got to figure he plays. I'd set the over under at like five games this week. And that's uh it's pretty workable right there for a guy who's uh, you know, a legit, pretty good player. And you mentioned the, the, the pedigree he was second overall pick in, in 2020. Yeah. Correction. 10th place team in scarf. I got That's not, don't diminish the work. My team is not doing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what about these other young guys? we got a lot, a lot of young guys in the outfield. Um, Estevan Florial got called up when, uh, when Jason Dominguez won the IL in New York playing a bunch, Aaron Boone is actually quoted saying, we're going to let him play a lot. Um, had a big year in the minors. Uh, yeah, I think he was at like 28 home runs and 25 steals, something like that. I'm looking right now. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, 28, 25. We'll hit in 284. That kind of uh, piqued my interest. Sedani Rafaya in Boston is playing a bunch. Kind of a toolsy guy there, too. Raffaella, Earlier, right? Yeah. Is it Raffaella? I think so. I was watching a Red Sox game the other day. It was like when they were playing a standalone game, I think doubleheader against the Yankees one of those days. Oh uh, yeah, uh, they did have that. So I heard it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, 20, he's 22, but I mean he's got he has 36 stolen bases, he's got 20 home runs in the minors. I mean, you're just kind of looking for anybody with some tools that can that can spark these last couple of weeks. I think that uh Bryant, uh Rafaela, and Florio was kind of the, the top three guys I had in terms of was like, and then a little cursed dad, but uh those other three guys I just figured to play they're gonna play a bunch. Yeah. Uh, they are. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, why not? You know, that's, I, I you know, it's kind of embracing the unknown this time of year. You're oh, it's totally, it totally is, yeah. Time. yeah. I'm picking guys up who have some tools and did some good stuff in the minors and are playing a bunch. You, I mean, there's no doubt you're just hoping to kind of catch a little fire for two weeks. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we find our heroes that, that way sometimes. And then we overpay for them next year in that, after a two-week sample in September. <laughs> I would uh, I would never do that, Jeff. I know what you're talking about. Never. Never. There's a long list of guys I've done that for. Oh, we've all. We've all um, Yeah, I always looked at that. Will Your Abreu is playing a bunch in Boston. I preferred, I preferred Rafaela. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, pretty big prospect for the Cubs to get called up, although it seems like they called him up to play defense. He's a really good center fielder. Made an unreal play his first night in cores. That was like, a, like one of those like 12% uh, chances of catching it sort of things. But it seems like he's... Uh, not playing a lot. I was I was a little worried about the at bats in Chicago with the fact that you know they're playing for something right now and they probably are are not just throwing him in the lineup every day. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, th- that that is a problem. I mean, th- that's a weird team too in terms of like they they have a couple of prospects up. Uh, there's another kid who's up with the team that's barely played. Uh, God, it's name's escaping me because he's barely played. But I remember seeing a lot of online angst about that. We're going um, Alexander Canario or Miles. Yeah, Canario. Okay. It, it's it's Canario. That's okay. that's exactly it. Um, they 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 kind of just called him up to be bench depth. You know, uh, Candelario got hurt, but you look at him; he's had one at bat. I'm like, why why bother? Um, why don't why don't you use that spot on a, a use that spot on a pitcher? You could use it on Matt Mervis to hit the 30 home runs I'm still waiting on. Mm. Mm. Not bitter. It did not, not bitter it at did, all. Did not, pick did him not up. Speculative pickup this week. He's going to get it. He's, he's going to get the call and, do, and just who's be that hero that we all need. Pick him up, hoping for the call up, and then you just just out. Uh, you're out thinking everybody. I, I like the I like the way you, you played that out for me there. Okay. Um, some guys there that come back from injury that uh, are available in a lot of leagues. Uh, Josh Young was seventy four percent rostered in the main event. Uh, Zach Neto Neto was only sixty uh, percent rostered. So some guys there that you know, as we see, I had a Jorge Soler available in one of my main events. I picked him up. I, I really like that. I mean, he hit homer today, hitting second. Um, he was my top bid where where is available. Those it, it was very few leagues, but. Um, it's uh, you're just trying to find playing time. You're trying to find anybody that uh, that can slot in. It's uh, you're like you said, you're looking for that hero, that hero that's going to get hot for two weeks. Yeah, and it's just you know, kind of gaming the playing time right now, and just hope that hope it works out. I mean, yeah, little playing time, little matchup, little what park they're playing in, little do the games matter. It's uh, there's a lot of that, and it gets even worse next week. Next week is. I've had horrible luck in the last it just it, you, last week. You just kind of really hoping it lucky pitchers, you know, throw eight inning shutout or a one inning outing and they take them out, you know, hitters sit a bunch. Uh, this week is probably, I know we told you last week is kind of last real week. This is mostly a real week, but uh, since there's so many teams that are in it, I think that helps too. Uh, last week, of the season is just a circus. Yeah. Yep. And you really have to, and the thing is you'll finally run into leagues where you're going to be like almost, you'll have like five people bidding uh, on players. Like there are some people that I feel like they're purposely like maxing out their fab so they don't have to do fab the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I may know something about that, uh, but you know, it's, you know, when you have a lot of leagues, uh, you might as well, especially if you see that one player like K- Heston Kierjet, Kierstad. Um, yeah. I'm going to max out on him. Why not? Uh Question in the chat, Jeff. Uh, Eduardo Julian gets uh, six against uh, Cincy in LA, but two lefties. Do you think four games is enough to start uh, start Julian? Well, yeah, because the lefties aren't going to go that deep anyhow. So, yeah, so you figure he starts four and point. gets two pinch hits and maybe sticks in a game after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it depends on your format. Obviously, if you play in a NFPC, like a league where you can take half, like I'd love to start him the first half of the week against Cincy and then maybe sit in the second half of the week against LA. But if you got to play the whole week, which sounds like Benson needs to do. Uh, I think I'm still using him. Three run homer today. Opposite field was a nice swing today. Uh, Jeff, the Twins are Twins are scoring right now. The Twins are playing pretty well. 
Um, we talked about them last week as a team that, uh, you know, they, they had, uh, they beat three out of four from the White Sox, but had what, uh, 31 runs in those four games. Uh, and they have the type of pitching too, that like, if they get some offense, they, uh, get some starters that can beat you. I mean, we don't talk a lot about Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray's got an era under three on the season. Yeah. He finally got a win today. It's it achievement unlocked. Uh, yeah. I'm not bitter about that either. <laughs> uh, in terms of just the utter lack of run and bullpen support that he's had, but, uh, pretty yeah. damn quiet 2.84 ERAC. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would say also twins with Royce Lewis twins without Good. Royce Lewis. Dude hits a grand slam every friggin' day. It's crazy. Uh, he yeah. leads that uh, leads baseball in RBI since August 15th, Jeff. Yeah, well, and they had their running joke was twins with the bases loaded. That's like a sure double play, weird stuff happening, the sort of thing. And then ben, and then Lewis comes in and he's like Grand Slam all the time now. Yeah. Um, he's he's awesome. James Anderson was all over that. He was like, I value Royce Lewis more than Ellie. You know, I value. Him. Oh wow, yeah. that's a yeah. that's a statement right there. All right, yeah. So good on James. Um, you know, and that that encouraged. I got him in friends and family base basically on that endorsement. Yeah. I actually had him in the main event and dropped him when he got hurt. And boy, has that been a bad, that has been a big regret. Mm. You know, usually dropping on injuries usually works out pretty well, um, you know, because they usually last longer than they are. But that one, that one has hurt pretty badly. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, you notice they uh, finally called uh, Bailey Ober back up. I, I, yeah. I, I, that was annoying that they even sent him down in the first place. But because, uh, I mean, for Dallas Keuchel, really? I mean, Ober struggled a little bit in August. I get it. But Dallas Keuchel, really? Yeah, it was an odd. Uh, the Keiko thing was an odd one. Uh, Ober pitched pretty well this week, too, against the White Sox. Five innings, two runs, uh, zero walks, and six strikeouts. Another guy that they could add, and you throw him in the, even if you throw him in the bullpen in a playoff series, I think that's, uh, I think it's, I think it lays out really nice. I do think that someone mentioned the chat of the Twins frisky in the AL. I kind of think the Twins are frisky in the AL. I think that they're yeah. the team that, you know, if you're Baltimore or Tampa or Houston or Titan, like, I think that's the team that, um, you know, I don't know how much you want to play that team. Uh, you know, everybody made fun of the Central all year long. But I don't know. You throw, uh, you throw Gray. You throw Pablo Lopez. You throw Joe Ryan and Kenta Maeda out there. It's a team that could pitch, uh, pitch every night with you. They, they, uh, they can. They, anybody they throw out there could throw a really nice game. Well, and they're gonna face one of the Rangers, Mariners, Blue Jays, or Astros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever the wild card four seed, I guess I would be. No, the the six seed. They'll be three versus six. Oh, right? they're, they're three versus six. That's right. Because the one. The one gets a buy, right? And then the other one and play- two get a buy. I see. I don't even know how the playoffs work anymore. It's crazy. They, there's only six teams. There was seven for them in the COVID year. Yeah. But one and two, one get, two a buy. get a buy. And three versus six, four versus five. In a three game series, correct? I believe that's correct. And then, okay. and then, and so, you know, it was kind of like, it, it, it was, yeah. And then, so, like, I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, you want to position yourself to face the twins. You yeah. know, it's fine being the six. Uh, course you have to make the playoffs so you can't really position that 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 positioning is null and void when you've got the wild card races that we do in both the al and the nl uh i don't know if you necessarily want to face and you don't want to face the brewers in the first round that's for sure with their three star stud starters so um although it's funny a friend and i are talking uh the the brewers are and the twins and the blue jays all have very similar profiles they pitch the heck out of the ball they don't score a ton of runs they could, they, you know, there's a, there's a team out there that could score a lot of runs with each of them, but they just don't. I'd rather play all those teams except for Houston rather than Minnesota. I'd rather play Toronto, Texas, or Seattle than play Minnesota. 
Yeah, but I'd rather I'd rather him. I'd rather him Minnesota than Houston. So we got the best of three, and then the second round is still best of five, right? The the DS is still best of five, I believe. Yes. Okay. It's, uh, you know, you think I should know these things, but uh, it's changed around so much. But uh, so one and two get a buy. Gotcha. Um, let's jump into uh, it's just a bit of pitching on the on the fab side. It's uh, again always tough to find those. But first, note for our sponsors at Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10, for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of a year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to let you go first. What the heck did you do with pitching this week? Uh, I had a bunch of names thrown together, and I wasn't sure I wanted any of them or didn't want any of them. Uh, did you, is there anybody that you really wanted this week? Uh, it sounds like maybe Sawyer Gibson Long was going to be the answer to your question. I mean, it's hard to ignore the strikeouts that he yeah. got, right? Um, For sure. Yeah, so he, he caught my eye. Uh, who else caught my eye? Um, basically, anybody who has a pulse in his pitching. Uh, you know, it, right? In one of our leagues, we're just trying to chase wins, so it's like, okay, your mission find a two-start starter that's available you know? i think okay. my answer to that this week was adrian hauser milwaukee just on a on a yeah. good team 
going like at that. St. Louis, who you don't love. And the Miami obviously has been been playing well, but I don't think you like really fading your anybody against Miami. Um, I kind of like that one. It's on the road, but I think that's you know, Milwaukee's team you get some some wins for. And if you're chasing wins, he's not a big strikeout guy, but chasing wins, he was kind of my favorite of the group. Yeah, I can see it. I could definitely see that there. You know, you know it's September 17th where we're talking about picking up Adrian Hauser. Yeah, and or David Peterson, as I I did in one league, you know, yeah, even that's, though it's uh, not it's even a, Decent strikeout chase, though. Yeah, but it's at Philly, though. I mean, it's not even good, but I mean, it's just Joey Lucchese I'm looking at because he, he, you know. I added I added some Joey Lucchese, too. Uh, we did, you know, too. Not getting any strikeouts, but, you know, usually throw some decent innings out there. Uh, you know, serviceable arm is kind of all you're looking for. One start this week, to the following week, if, if form holds. You know, it's kind of like poor man's uh, Jose Quintana. You know, I'll take it. That's a terrible comp right there. It, you want to be poor you. man. So he pitched pretty well today, though. Against, He's pitched pretty our, well in September. I, against I, our I, Reds. Yes, he, he, yeah. I see also Reds offense slumping. Yes, especially against lefties, I feel like. Did you do anything with Jose Buto in uh, New York? Pitching of two-star pitchers. He's at Miami, at Philadelphia, but had a really good start this week against Arizona. Five innings, uh, one and run, seven strikeouts. A start before that was six and a third, two earned six uh, strikeouts. Really good back-to-back starts. I looked at all his minor league numbers and everything else, and I was like, this is, this is really gross. So I kind of pulled back a little bit, but uh, <laughs> back-to-back good starts for Buto. Yeah, uh, I did not, but I I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I didn't go crazy over him, uh, but there's nothing to go crazy over at this point in time. You either you're, get, you're getting a guy for a dollar or you're not, basically. Yeah, what uh, did you guys uh, did you guys do anything in uh, in St. Louis with uh, Drew CD Rom uh, pitching twice this week? Uh, he was on my list. He pitched well. Who did he pitch well against the other day? Uh, the Orioles. That's right. Yeah, he it pitched. was that that caught my eye because it was against Baltimore. Uh, five yeah, uh, five team. and a third shutout innings. Yeah, and seven strikeouts there. Um, the second start is against San Diego, which kind of freaked me out. But the first one's home against Milwaukee. You know, maybe you get okay there, but uh, I thought he was—I uh, think he was a, a decently guy. I mean, obviously, any of these guys you're worried about ratios, but uh, I thought he was—he uh, was workable for two starts, also. Sure. What do you do with the the guys coming back off the injured list? Uh, it's kind of always hard to figure out, you know, what these teams are going to do. But we've got uh, we got potentially Shane Bieber, we've got potentially um, Tristan McKenzie coming back. Like, do you think that uh, someone like Cleveland pitches guys enough innings to be workable for us? What'd you do with these kind of names? You know, you see them and they pop out and they're. You know, they're available, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can get Shane Bieber for the last two weeks. Um, what uh, Would you do anything with these, either of these two arms in, in Cleveland? Yeah, we did get Bieber in one of those leagues. Uh, some of the heads up, though, next, not this week. This week, the Guardians have seven, but the following week, they only have five. God, so uh, does Cincinnati. Yeah, because they How, play each that, other. That yeah. is weird on the last week of the season. It's well, there's always interleague. There's got to be at least one interleague series at any given point way, in time during the season. I'm glad that I'm glad that Benson got my CD ROM joke, even though you didn't. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> he just, just chose, I, he chose ignore how bad I, it was. I, I pulled a Genstad and just kept moving on there. Did. I, I, did. I, I now know how much it hurts when I do it to you. <laughs> it really, it really, oh. it really stabs you. Um, yeah, yeah I, I find I just don't know how deep these guys are gonna go. Like I was looking at, I picked up Chase Silseth last week and in in and for the Angels, and I was like, oh, he's coming back, he's gonna pitch, and he he came back today in his rehab start, pitched a third of an inning, and they took him out. So obviously, you know, they're just trying to get him get in some work and kind of get him back from that concussion. But mm-hmm. I just I have I have nightmares of you know Bieber coming out and throwing two innings, and then going out. I just don't know what teams are gonna do with these guys. It's so hard to figure. The guy come back from the end. They're just trying to get him a couple innings. Are they trying? Is he ready to throw five innings? I just, 
it's so hard to know with these guys coming back from injuries. And if, the, if those, and the thing is, you're like, if, are those innings bad? Is like his velocity yeah, down? There's and then that you're too. done again. Um, and that's that's Bieber, happened a lot of times. Beaver threw three and two thirds in his rehab starts. That's a pretty good sign right there. Like maybe he bumps mm-hmm. it up and does pitch five. He pitched. Uh, he threw fifty pitches on Tuesday. Um, so maybe he gets to 60, 70. I just don't know why. They don't need to push him, obviously. But if he can get to 60, he's uh, 60, 70 pitches. He's, he's workable and, and better than a lot of the names we mentioned, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if he isn't, then, you know, because there's a different sort of intensity with a big league game, right? And For sure. You worry about that. But, yeah, still, still an option. And he's going to face Baltimore, who needs to win and has no mercy. And, uh, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a tough landing spot for Beaver. Yeah, it is. It is. And yet, I mean, the skills are there. So Sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, about a, lot, would you rather take a chance on Bieber or some of these unknowns? I don't know. It's, it's a tough if I, think Bieber, if I think Bieber was thrown five innings, it would be him easily. That's the only That's the only part that uh, I'm a little worried about. But, I mean, yeah, we're talking about some of the names we're talking about. You're risking uh, – you, you got that uh, that one and two-thirds, nine earned runs is very much possible in play if, they, mm-hmm. things, if they're just a little bit off. The uh, the Davis Martin uh, from last year, where he gave up eight oh. runs in the last day of the season. <laughs> yeah. How about our old friend Chase Anderson throwing a near no not this week? Not not a friend, Jeff. Never a friend. I know. That's why I yeah. referred to him as such. I know. Uh, I couldn't believe I looked at. Him. I think they were losing too when he went out. They were losing. One they were losing one he... to nothing with that with a no hitter, and he didn't even have that many strikeouts either. Yeah. Um, it, it was... and it was in it was in course, <laughs> and yet the Rockies rallied to win that game. It, this was, you know, they took three out of four from the Giants. Um, that was that isn't was a that, beautiful thing. Isn't that great? That's just so beautiful. The Giants are a weird team. I have no idea where they go. So from weird. Here. They're such so a weird, weird team. And I, all the Giants fans are like, we're just going to sign Otani. It'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's let's 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 not go. They could that. though. They really could. How'd you uh, how'd you read the Otani situation this week? Um, he's hurt. The Angels have given up. Why risk it? The Angels are weird though. They are like the Rendon thing was strange too. He's like, I don't know why the team hasn't told you, but I've had a, I had a broken tibia. I don't know why they didn't announce it. It was their whole thing. is very strange. Yeah. And everyone's like, when are you coming back? Well, yeah, they're of course he goes out of his way to like that. He had the day where he said, I don't speak English and left the clubhouse. Like yeah, I, I get the feeling about it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he very much is. I mean, his, his season started out well with, you know, grabbing the fan the first weekend of the season. It was just a uh, downhill from there, but the angels are weird. I have no idea where they go. I think they're going to trade trout this off season. He takes the contract. I think so too. I, I think they'll get there'll be some sort of like discount on it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Like, do they do they are they willing to eat some of that? They got to be willing to eat some of it, probably. But how much are they willing to eat to get I, to get out from under it? I don't know. I mean, it's just it's where this team was, you know, four months ago to where they might be to start next season is a wild, wild transformation. It is. It is. Uh... Artie Moreno is going to never, he's going to never want to sign a big contract ever again. Artie all worked out so just badly. finished the sale yeah. of the team. I, you know, I think, yeah, yeah. I would, they, just like the Washington commanders all of a sudden had this good mojo. I think the angels would have had, they sold, had already sold the, sold the it's team. It's so good seeing Sean Payton and Russell Wilson lose. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. And you get a hail Mary to tie the game and then you don't get the two point conversion. Like, it's just so beautiful. I'm so glad they got it just to lose. It was even better that way. Why do you hate Payton? He just comes off as very smarmy to me. I just, I, I, I don't okay. know. He has a, there's a vibe. I, and I think, I think Russ is, I think Russ is just cheesy more than anything. I just kind of, I mean, he's, yeah. kind of, he's kind of a dork. And obviously, I, as a Niners fan, he was the, he was the enemy for a long time. I don't dislike Fair. him personally. He just seems like kind of a, kind of a, kind of a knucklehead. But, I uh, kind of related the dorks out there in the world. But then again, 
Yeah, I don't know if I relate to the professional athlete making thirty million dollars a year. Well, that that that's yeah. a fair point. That's a fair but, point. No, I don't. I don't know. Peyton Bug kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. And always has. I didn't like him as an announcer or on TV commenter commentator. Yeah. Either. All the all the Bounty Gate stuff. I don't know. There's just, yeah, there's he never, didn't I come never, off well on the Bounty Gate. Yeah. That's for sure. I've never I've never been a Sean Payton guy. Okay. And just I, I hated what he did to Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason. I thought that was just classless calling him out mm-hmm. that to that level. Like, get it. You can make a slide comment that, like, you know, um, they weren't coached very well. But like the fact that he just called him out that badly and that obviously, I thought it was just low class. Well, he was trying to position himself in favor of his, you know, of his uh, trying to like position himself in favor of his players, but it, uh, you know, obviously that backfired. Yeah. It came off really badly. And as a like veteran yeah. coach, he should know better than that. But. Yep. Uh, what'd you do in the bullpen this week, Jeff? I think that uh, Julian Mather- Merriweather was obviously the, the the reliever that people wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Adbert Azalea, who's been incredibly good in the second half, uh, is is hurt. Um, he has in the aisle. It sounds like he's throwing, but I mean, we're not. Gonna, I don't think we'll see him this week. Maybe the end of the season. Uh, but Merriweather's been uh, Merriweather's been good for the Cubs. Uh, a lot of strikeouts. Remember him from Toronto? Uh, mm-hmm. It was la- it was probably two years ago where he was the he was the big uh, free agent bid like early on in the year throwing a hundred, everybody bid on them. And then he got hurt himself. He's an injury prone guy, but uh, he's been good. Uh, he, Michael Fulmer, who's kind of splitting saves with also went on the IL, but uh, you know, he's uh Mary has been under a three ERA in the second half. A uh, lot of strikeouts in the second half, 35% strikeout rate. The walk rates under 8%, which is really good. He's always a guy that has some walk issues. He throws so hard, but 12 and a half percent walk rate in the first half, 8% in the second half. Um, I actually think he's a pretty, pretty gem pickup here for these last couple weeks on a team that's competing for something too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, this is a guy we always looked at the skills in Toronto yeah. and we're like, oh, he's going to be the closer. Oh, yeah. Remember we, remember yeah. all the, the, those bids? Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was, a, it was he was like three, four hundred dollar bids because everybody had money. It was like yeah. he was like the second week of April. Everybody had money. He had four or five hundred dollar bids. I mean, he throws gas. He does. He does. Yeah, I think that uh, that was kind of the one that uh, any place you need a save or two. And, you know, there's a lot of leagues where a save or two makes a lot of difference. Uh, you know, this For week. Sure. Ryan Helsley took me from like seven points to 11 points in saves. Like it, two or three saves can make a huge difference and win a league. Um, I think Merriweather was uh, was a pretty big ad this week for teams that needed saves. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and I don't think I got him anywhere, dude. Um, I, I wanted to, but just couldn't. It was a weird week where I got him in a couple of places, but like uh, Gibson Long went for like double digits in all my leagues. So I wasn't even close yeah. to him, but I managed to slide Merriweather in a few places. Mm-hmm. Other other reliever situations, like you can look at Kansas City and Taylor Clark got two saves a week. Carlos Hernandez has been horrible. Ever we talked about him a couple like before after the trade line. Like, wow, they're gonna they're gonna trade uh they're gonna trade their closer. Carlos Hernandez is gonna be the guy to pick up and, and hold for a couple weeks, and then he's the closer. It's been a terrible ride. Uh, I don't know if Taylor Clark's any good, but I think he's probably the guy that gets the next save off. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I could see it. Um, it, it's like these teams. It's, I mean, we got two weeks left basically. Right. Yeah. So just they could throw anybody, they could throw anybody, anybody out there. The ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Like I took a stab on Tommy Conley. Uh, just he looked, in case. he looked really good the other day when I, when I, uh, when I saw him pitch, he looked really sharp. Yeah. Um, so it, that, that's a guy, Brian Shaw was available in one, in one of my leagues. So I took a stab on him. Did you, do you see what Brian Shaw did this week? No. Five and two thirds, no earned five and two thirds. A lot of a lot of innings for a guy who was pitching the back end of the game. But uh, five and two thirds, seven strikeouts, no earned runs. He was really so, valuable this last week. Yeah, when I the league that I was looking at, like I had, I looked at a two week window, and it's even better over two weeks. And oh, I think you, it, you know, he just, it just it's White Sox. So, yeah, so that's the problem. Like, you probably you you may get great innings and no saves, but 
I don't know, give me five and a third and seven strikeouts and no runs, and I'll, I'll run. I'll take that to the bank every week if we can do that. I mean, people that took a chance at Trevor May for crying out loud have benefited yeah. from it. So, I mean, any team can get you saves. I mean, it's just you may have to and go through a two-week drought is the problem. Yeah, yeah I mean, look at you look at someone like Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes didn't get saved for like a month, and he had three this week. Like, it's just yep. it, saves are so tough. And, you know, the White Sox could win five, six games the last two weeks. That's far from far from crazy. Um, you know, maybe Brian Shaw gets you through your saves. I like that one, too. Um, I kind of like Hunter Harvey a little bit in uh, Washington. Kyle Finnegan uh, got smoked this weekend. Maybe start to tire out a little bit. Uh, Hunter Harvey's been really good. I kind of feel like he's the guy they want to they want to close games at some point anyway. Um, but he's been really good, uh, really mm-hmm. good recently. Probably better than Finnegan had a really good stretch. He's been really valuable uh, fantasy. But you look at uh, Hunter Harvey last uh, you know, 15 innings to ERA under two and a half, getting some strikeouts. Um, I think he's a guy that maybe can steal a save or two this uh, down the stretch here. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, a couple of other players I want to talk about before we get out of here. We talked about Royce Lewis uh, leading the majors in uh, in RBI since August 15th. I just took the last month or so. Uh, 36 RBIs. It helps me hit four grand slams, of course. Um, where does Royce Lewis get drafted in 2024? Because we're at the point now where you know, not much is going to change the last couple weeks as long as guys stay healthy. Um, where the heck does he uh, go? Because I think it's going to be a, uh, a gigantic helium name in March. I think you're right. Uh, I was going to ask you this question. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, that's, I need why you're, that's why you're the expert. I got to ask you. <sighs> I think uh, there's so many good shortstops. I think he's yeah. short and third eligible, maybe. Uh, at least he was. He has been this year. I don't know if that carries over to next year. I think, like Paul said, fourth or fifth round and gladly pay it. I think that's right. I think he might climb into the third. Just so many great shortstops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, before Paul posted that. I was going to say fifth round. I think that the, a little bit of the injury stuff maybe keeps him a little bit out of the top, you know, fifty or sixty. But um, he's only going to be third base next year, Jeff. To answer that question, he uh, oh, played okay. forty-seven games at thirty. He only played one game at shortstop this year. Is that all? DH. Right. Good, yeah. good that I'm paying attention. Um, so uh, our friend Anthony Gialdi said he thinks he goes third round by March. If that's the case, I will probably not get him. I don't think I'll pay that. Um, I might be honestly, I'd th- rather him be eligible at third than short, though. I would I actually would too. Third base has been a nightmare for me in a bunch of leagues. Yeah. Um, geez, that's a good question. We'd rather have Royce Lewis or Vlad Jr. next year. I'm still going Vlad Jr., but the fact that we asked the question is uh pretty wild in itself, right there. Yeah, uh, I don't think we get the the big Royce Lewis uh stolen base numbers that he had in the minors. I don't think we're ever gonna. I think that uh, the injuries have kind of maybe chilled that off. I think that he's a home run hitter, a really good hitter. I don't think we get the steals. I still got to go Vlad, but you know, there's a couple of comments in the chat. People are gonna pay to for young stars. That's definitely the case. He might go third round. Um, I'm probably waiting until the uh the four or five turn somewhere in there, but uh. I, I do, I, I, do I do like him a lot. And the twins have a history of their injury prone star not allowing him to run. So I mean, don't need to bring the, twi- up the any twins names. have injury prone stars. Yeah. Uh one in particular. Uh so yeah, he's, Lewis he's still he's still six. he's still hurt right now, isn't he? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. <sighs> that may just I mean, Lewis has six bags in fifty five games. Yeah, it's so not bad. That you know, you translate that. We can't extrapolate that because no, but you give know, me more 12 games. to 15, 12 to 15. I'll take 12 from them. If it, yeah. Cause I think the hit tool is legit. I don't, I think there, there's nothing fluky about that. Now I'm getting called out. Anthony says, give me watching my draft. So I can, can I take him in the third round or now I'm, now I'm not allowed to anymore. Um, yeah. You're allowed I, uh, to change your mind. I, I tend to be one too. I take it a little into the hype machine a little bit, but you got 14 home runs in those 55 games too. That is a, that's a big number. Yeah. I think, 
I think we like to say in the abstract, this is a third or fourth or fifth round player until we right. actually kind of go through all the names. Yeah. Go through, sure. do like actually do a rank. And then you're like, okay, him or him. Okay. Now I'm, I'm at 60 players. I'd rather have. Okay. Now I, I get when, uh, when do you first draft? Uh, well, I do XFL at first pitch, Arizona first weekend in November. That's a keeper league though. A uh, hybrid. It's kind of a hybrid between keeper and auction. There I mean, are keeper some and like Dynasty. DC's the draft at that too, right? There are, there are, and I have, I've participated in that before. Uh, but for the most part, I don't really start going till January because uh, of football. Uh, cause yeah. I have a lot of work to do in football. You right, know, it's not, exactly. it's not just paying attention to football. It's also just doing all the work for it. You know, and right. you do a, that. you do a weekly ranking of all the players. Like that must take an insane amount of time. It does. Yeah. Um, what, speaking of guys that, uh, we talked a lot about in the off season, uh, Bobby Witt was one of those guys like everybody's like, ah, is he really the eighth overall player? He's a lot of people like a lot of people's choice for that's the first round where I don't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's blown that out of the water. Uh, 280, 29 home runs, 47 stolen bases. I know stolen bases are up, but still 86 runs, 90 RBIs as five categories. You can be hard hit rate, which we were a little bit worried about is up 7%. Not worried about that anymore. Bail rate. We were a little bit worried about not anymore. Over 11%. Strikeout rates down 4%. This has been an absolute like step up, show up season. He's been awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it really has been. And anybody who faded him is regretting it. Um, yep. I, I only have wit in early leagues. I don't have him anywhere late. And that was to my chagrin. I mean, that's a 30, it's going to be a 30, 50 season. That is a crazy fantasy season. We talk about some, we talk about those, like we're talking about like Larry Walker and Ellis Burks in those Rocky days, like 30, 50 is a monster fantasy year. Yep. I top five guy, by the way, it's so funny. You mentioned Ellis Burks. So at, after softball, every Thursday night, Shu and I will all do these like baseball trivia things with the team and all that. Um, and it, it was like the five guys that have gone 40, 40, I think um and burks is one of them and the fact that i got that was like uh, that, that that was like ellis burks oh you know because people forget ellis burks i think it's i think it's i think it's 330 40 30 that's it that that's yeah. that's it you, you gotta get it, the batting average in there because a lot of 40 40 guys it's because now, acuna that, got there this year that's that's yeah. right yeah so it was larry it was only larry walker and ellis burks i think until acuna this year assuming uh, well also a rod and then also there was a rod did a rod get their batting average wise he did he must have that one he monster did that year, one right? he did yeah. one year um and then there's one other player um who's and i'm blanking on that but it was a rod has bro. not a rod has not done it i th- i according to tim he had he had when, a 358 36 15 and the year he was 40 42 46 he hit 310 Okay, so it was three hundred plus. I, I forget oh, what the benchmarks. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the the Chris List question is the is the three thirty one. He always does the Larry Walker Ellis Burks one, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ellis Burks this it wasn't three thirty. It was three hundred, I yeah. think maybe. Ellis Burks not the name you expect to be in this, but those Rocky teams, that, those Rocky oh. years in Mile High were in vintage vintage cores and and yeah. Mile High. Oh, yeah. I, I like those days. Bring them back. Yeah. You know. It's- Probably terrible for the Rockies. Ellis Burks, 96, 344, 4032, 142 runs, 128 RBIs. Yeah. Those Blake Shea were so fun. Never had another year we had 100 runs or 100 RBIs, except for that year. Yeah. I mean, there was like. That's wild. Some of the years like Vinny Castilla had there. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Dante, yeah. Walker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Big Cat. Eric Young Sr. Um, (laughs) That's right. Yeah. They had some. 
it's a monster, monster offenses. Um, we mentioned Tarek Skubal earlier when we were talking about, uh, you know, some matchups for, for this week. Uh, he's been really, really good lately. Last six starts, 48 strikeouts, 2.43 ERA. Um, how hyped is this guy going to be? I feel like this is going to be the, the mid-round pitcher that every single person wants next year. It's kind of be in that, like, Rasmussen, uh, Jeffrey Springs kind of uh, talking point that we had this year. Starts around 12th round and ends in, like, the 8th, like, the 6th ex- round? Like exactly what I'm thinking, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, let's 30, start it now. Let's start him in the eighth. 30.7% strikeout rate and a 4.7% walk rate. 69 innings, 3.25, a whip under one. Um, for, strike, swing strike rate is up to 14.4%. This dude is going to get hyped to the moon next. It's going to be, he's going to be the pitcher everybody's talking about. He's going to be seventh round by the time people are doing main events. And that with yeah. Paul, Paul Spore yeah. hyping it, you got to go to the sixth now. Yeah, there you go. Tigers fan and pitching guru Paul Spore in the chat talking about that. So yeah, I knew he would like yeah. that. But I mean, you look at it, it just it just looks really, really legit. This is a guy that was a big prospect before. He had some injury issues, but man, it looks it looks odd. A twenty a K minus walk of twenty six percent is elite kind of stuff. And this is his second uh, spin at the hype train wheel. So yeah. I think he's going to be, I think the, the full hype is going to be there. Uh, I think another guy with the full hype, I think we talked about him a little bit a few weeks ago, but Freddie Peralta has been really good in the second half. We talk about, uh, we yep. talk about the twins with pitching staffs that like could be really nasty in, 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 in uh, October. You go Burns, you go Woodruff, you go Freddie Peralta. You look at his second half, 64 and two thirds, uh, two, five, one ERA. How about 93 strikeouts and 16 walks in that stretch? Yep. Uh, you know, just him, him and Woodruff both just stay healthy. And that's the thing yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the thing with, with Peralta. This is the most innings he ever pitched. He's at 156 and two thirds right now, only 78 last year. You just always feel like there's this shoulder thing with him too. It's like, you're always going to miss time. Is it going to be two weeks? It's going to be two months, but mm-hmm. he has been really, really, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball in the second half. Yeah, he has. So he's the other guy. I think the hype train is going to be pretty big on him. I think everybody's going to want to be in on Peralta. It might be, I think the price Last year was like late third round. I don't think we'll get quite that high, but he's going to be probably a fifth rounder in, in, in 2024. Yeah, I can see it. I'll, I think it'll go fourth round even. Um, you could. I, think I, the, I have to look at all the pitchers, but yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. I think that his pitchers get pushed up in, in March, so you're probably right. I think uh, he went third or fourth in the DiPietro first mock. Uh, oh wow! All right. Yeah, uh, I got to double check on that. If my mem- but I think my memory is not failing me yet. We got some. We got some old people in the chat tonight talking about the the Todd Benzinger, Alex Burks, Mike Greenwell, Boston Red Sox outfield. That is, uh, it shows some age right there. Yeah, Benzinger never could hit for power because he was a Red at one point too. He was. A, yeah, he was a, like Reds first base, a good good average guy though, right? I think he was part of that 1990 team, if I recall correctly. Did that team do anything, Jeff? I have yeah. blacked out 1990. It never, it never really never happened. happened so right? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you win the world series on a foul ball, like what am I going to do? It's, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. It, but Hey, uh, that, that haven't won one since that's, uh, okay. by the way, neither had the A's. Yeah. Good point. 89 was the last one they won. So you still, you still more recent than me. Yeah. I got that over you. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good thing. The, uh, the Warriors had a good stretch because my teams have not been good for a long time. Other, other than that, your Niners have been fine. Yeah, won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Really? Has that been that long? 1994. Wow. I, they've been there so many times. They've been there been there twice since then and lost in heartbreaking fashion both times. But yeah, it's wild to think about because I think everybody kind of thinks they've won. They've not won in 30 years. That's wild. That is yeah. wild. Again, we're old. It tends to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I can't complain. They won five times when I was a kid. I mean, it was really fun. So there's there are no complaints there. But I'd like to see them win in thirty years is enough where I can start to want one again, right? Sure. Yeah. Last guy I want to ask you about is a, a good guy to end on tonight. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, we both drafted main event. Had a really rough start to the year. Um, been really good lately. He's uh, he finally settled in. Uh, he's leading the American League in RBIs since uh, since April, August fifteenth. Hitting three fifty eight home runs, twenty nine RBIs in that stretch. Um, he's up to 25 home runs, six stolen bases at 265, which I think I, if you had bet me on that, I would have, I would have bet as a lot lower than that, just based on how badly the season started. Um, a lot of strikeouts still, he's kind of the same guy, but as I look deeper and deeper, he's just kind of the same Tioscar. I think I'm going to be back in again next year with the thought that I think the price will be a little bit lower too. I will have to get a lower price to take him because yep. the betting average floor is so low. Um, it is. I, I think the Seattle factor was one I, I didn't, give enough i think that's it's a good point too i think that i just kind of figured you know he's a guy that hits the ball so far it won't impact him that much the hard hit rate a hard hit and barrels all you know down a touch but still really elite level stuff way too many strikeouts as always but everything's pretty much the same as it was last year and i think we're gonna get a discount yeah so let's define that discount what was he what we taking this year the fifth round or fourth round yeah fourth fifth i think maybe yeah I think you get him two rounds later next year. I think I need him to go in the eighth in a fifteen okay. teamer before. I think I'll I'm. I think we're if we're in the same league, I'm gonna jump in the seventh. I think I'm. I think I'm good taking him in the seventh. Yeah, um, maybe so. Maybe I'll just like I'm gonna be vehement about not paying for an early closer and then go that way. But that'll be it, something that has to give, right? If you're taking Tioscar there, that's like one starter you're not getting, one closer you're not getting. So for sure. Yeah. It depends part. how your team is built. There's so many dynamics in there. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. take Tim Anderson there. I know that. Yeah. I think that one's safe. Good. I'll yes. let someone get the, the, the big discount and they can punish me with that one. Would you believe me if I told you he still has one home run? I would believe you. Is that incredible? Yeah. He has, it, he's been 114 games. He has one home run. How do you come back from that? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a way, but yeah, he's got a he's got a 2.6 barrel rate. So the uh, the barrel rate uh, does uh, support the lack of home runs. It's not yeah. like he's uh, not like he's sinking the ball anywhere. But yeah. uh, uh, one home run is a wild. It's probably the wildest stat I think from from this year is the fact that he has one home run. Yeah, I just haven't seen anything that's like oh, okay. Well, I, he's been terrible, but there's this encouraging note, you know? No, no there's nothing. nothing. I mean, he he had, he had a good average this week, but like it's all like dippy little singles like there's just no pop there at all right now yep anybody else you want to talk about jeff uh news and notes you mentioned acuna missed this weekend with calf like he's a tough call you're gonna have to like look at lineups but you know the braves have mm-hmm. zero reason to push like and they need him healthy they play seven games this week so obviously if he's in the lineup tomorrow you're just playing him and you kind of hope but i think that we're gonna i think it'd be pretty safe to say Acuna's gonna miss a number of games on the stretch here as they make sure that he's totally right maybe yeah. It's fully, fully explainable if, if they did. Uh, Jeff, one day game tomorrow. Uh, Guardians and Royals played 11-10. So anybody that's oh. uh, starting the Guardians yeah. Royals, the only one, um, at least a team, you don't have a ton of players, but uh, there is one day game for all those people on the West Coast. Uh, make sure you get your lineups in early. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the guy I'm sweating is Brian De La Cruz. Uh, I've got him yeah. in a couple of places, including the Rotowire Staff Keeper League. And, you know, it's I don't get the Friday swap either. So that makes it even harder. You know, it could be, you could, oh, that's he true. could miss nothing. He could miss one game or he could miss, you know, a whole week and a whole week is devastating to ask, answer Paul's question in the chat. I think Tim's and Tim Anderson's price fully bottoms out. Yeah, It's I, been I just, such, it's been such a big, like talked about thing all year. I think he fully, I think he fully bottoms out. So what is fully bottoms out? Like 
15th round. I was going to, I was, my number on my head was 15. So yeah, I, yeah. I think that's about, will right. you pay that? No. <laughs> I probably won't either. I mean, I mean he's I gonna, if you've gone through this season because with him, I think you probably won't. <laughs> I don't want to hold grudges, but that's gonna be a really hard one to to jump back in on. It's gonna have to be uh that's gonna be like a point where I'm like, oh right, I gotta take him now, and I could drop him really easily in the 15th round. I don't feel like I could drop him really easily. Yeah. I, again, like you said, the 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 stat cast metrics back up the page itself. There's there's nothing encouraging about his profile. I mean, it's gross. And he never walks either. So like, you never, you don't get that either. So if he's not no. hitting and you want some stolen base, he has 13. Like I just, you could find 13 stolen bases right now at any point. Javi Baez or Tim Anderson. God, death neither. Is not an option. Neither. <laughs> death. Can't. Nope. You got to choose one. Oh God. Uh, geez. Tim Anderson. Oh God. That's awful. <laughs> I, I, I had Javi. I had Javi Baez available in some leagues. I didn't. I didn't even bid on him in the fifteen. He's not even playing every day anymore. No, I, I looked at the play. I actually looked at the playing time. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, don't want it. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I think, I think Javi's pretty much done. It's too yeah. bad because Javi Baez was a really. Maybe you'll forget, but Javi Baez was a really, really fun player. When he yep. Played. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, heck, the the time with the Mets before the. I guess that would be uh, in twenty. Before he signed with twenty twenty one. Before he signed twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, poor Detroit. They tried to do the right thing, and that's blown up in their face spectacularly. Yeah, they did. But like, did any of us not know that that contract was going to age exceptionally poorly? Yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. he's got someone. Uh, uh, Anthony Gujali asked in the chat how many years left on his contract. He has four years left. There is an opt out uh, clause, but I don't think he's taking the opt out. <laughs> Asking Paul that it's a hate crime <laughs> to ask me that. <laughs> we he's all got, are. Uh, He's got Everything four years left. Contract. Four years left for a hundred million, and there is no way in hell he's opting out about that. No, it would be the worst. It'd be yeah. way worse than Jody Reed. If you'd Google that, by the oh, way. Oh God, Jody. Speaking of old Red Sox, my God, that's a good. That's a good name right there. I hadn't heard about Jody Reed in a long time. Yeah, the, the he was the canonical example of bad decision by a player. Uh, and, yeah, you know, at that point in time, the difference was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Is the funny thing, but that was big. Yeah. You know, that still big for yeah, us I normals. Think, uh, I think Javi's going to go ahead and opt in for twenty twenty four. If I had, to yeah, guess. I suggest he should. <laughs> um, anything else on your mind, Jeff? Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, jump out of here? I think you, you you nailed Jody Reed. You got to end on a high note like yeah, that, right? I, I, I agree. I think that's a really good really good point there. But uh, anyway, if you want to follow, wants to follow Jeff on Twitter for more um, 1980s obscure references, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, we do appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the comments in the chat. Um, I know I speak for Jeff when I say this season has been really fun for both of us. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy all the chat. I enjoy talking baseball. I know we, uh, we joke around a lot, but I really enjoy doing the show and it's fun. Uh, we have one more show. Is that right, Jeff? Correct. We will be uh, we'll be talking next week. We'll kind of be uh, wrapping up stuff, talking to 2024, talking fab for next week because it still matters. Um, as someone who uh, has had fab uh, hurt and help over the last week, I know that it really does matter. So we'll be back talking about that for people with the last few bucks left. Hopefully uh, everybody's going to be uh, making some runs this week and then hang on next week is kind of the goal here. So we do appreciate everybody listening. Thanks again, as always. And we'll be back at you next night for one more baseball episode. Take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 